You're listening to episode 132 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Support the show and help others find us by reviewing the show on iTunes. Good, bad, or indifferent, we read all the iTunes reviews on the shows. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. All right, Donald Sterling, I got to tell you, but we're not going to get into a whole lot of this <laughs> stupid shit, but one of the things I thought was hilarious is Larry Johnson, Grandmama, to those of you familiar with the most popular, I guess he'd be the most popular Charlotte Hornet of all time. He went through a whole I period where... I the really bad commercials. Right, like, right. I had no idea who it was until he said Grandmama, and I'm like, oh, the guy that used to do those crazy, stupid commercials. Yeah, yeah. So he is an executive or manager or something with the New York Knicks, and apparently, like Donald Sterling, has a track record of racism. I'm not going to use the fucking term reverse racism, because that's dumb. That's like saying whites start everything, and if you do something to them, it's the opposite of, uh, of whatever they're doing, so I'm not saying that. He's also a racist, and he'll support my claim right here. So after they handed down the judgment to Donald Sterling, banned for life, I'm sure there are some people that don't. So Donald Sterling is this owner of a... Of the Clippers. Yeah, he's an NBA owner, and he's, it's been long he's documented like years old or that he's like a he's racist, older. multi-billionaire. Yeah. And... Uh, we won't get into all the details, but he was recorded saying some pretty racist things, something about his girlfriend not taking pictures with black people and not bringing black people to the game or whatever. And the NBA banned him for life. And more they than like him two and a half million dollars. Yeah, more, more than likely the owners are going to force him to sell. But upon all this, Larry Johnson said that he didn't think that was enough. That maybe uh, that now they should create that, that blacks should create their own league owned by them with only black players on it. And my first response right off the bat was god damn it larry can we deal with one racist at a time we'll get to you later <laughs> fucking a we're working on donald be patient it's just it's sad that the extreme goes up there i mean like like he goes from all right this person is a real dick to all right all black people need to go and create our, old, our own thing it's like no you don't yeah because there are actually some really good white players as well so it, it just well, it just, I, I think it goes to show that I, I, I think it is important. And, of course, he's not going to be punished for saying anything stupid like that. They're not going to fine well, no, him or anything. no, I don't think he should Because they'll, they'll let him get away. What, I, is that any less racist than what? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, well. So they, they'll let him get away with it. But, you know, I think it's important that in some you want, tiny you want little. To give equal time to some, all kinds some of Some tiny little minuscule way that, you know, this starts the pebble of eventually, you know, idiots like Larry Johnson not being a double standard, and he gets in trouble for being a blatant racist. Yeah, the double standard thing I think is important to understand. So. But, um, it's all right. Well, we let it slide now. We're, we're, we're did, getting this motherfucker. Did you hear? Oprah wants to buy the team. There's a lot of people that want to buy the team, but <laughs> Oprah's got the cash to pull it off. She does. I mean, she's the one that could go out and just do it on her own, going, yep. 
I'm now the clip she, she has a, Oh, Jesus Christ. I I'm sorry, I never watch her, but I've, I've seen her yell enough in, on uh, the soup that I know that's what she does. <laughs> All right, well, let's do a show about Vegas. All right, we'll start us off with uh, some random Vegas. In response to last week's Twit Pick of the Week from a top slotzilla, we had a listener ask if people were allowed to go to the top of the attraction just to take pictures or to enjoy the view. And at FSELV, the winner, uh, which is the Twitter handle for the Fremont Street Experience Las Vegas, they replied that at this time, that is not an option. Only those who have purchased ride wristbands are allowed into the tower. I thought that was something interesting to share. Well, it makes sense. That thing looks cool. I'm sorry. That picture, the last week's winner, I'm like, now I really want to do it. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to do the seated one. I'm waiting for the Superman. Although it will be ready when we go. I don't know why I had to sing that. but <laughs> <laughs> Really? The Superman version where you fly down is going to be ready when we go? Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that's more interesting than doing the seated one. Oh, I completely agree with you. I, well, just parasailing. Then it almost becomes like a roller coaster. Yeah. Well, parasailing alone has made me go sitting and doing something I, is just going to bore the shit well, out of me. I, I don't think you can compare parasailing because... It doesn't. You don't realize how fast you're going, because you're floating up on a fucking chair. In the well, you're of the right, and there is no. Yeah, you don't have yeah, any surroundings to gauge your speed. No, I, I know where you're you're going. But I just I still think we're gonna. Superman think it will sucks. be cooler. Yeah, yeah. All right. So how about this week's Vegas Mate review of the week? This week's review is Anthony B's April 26th review of Rose Rabbit Lie at Cosmopolitan. He gave it five out of five chips. But Anthony B said. From the Waldorf salad to caviar tacos, Rose Rabbit Lie did not disappoint. Walls slide down as performers and music fill the room. When it's near time for Vegas Nocturne, a host will come to your table and escort you to the venue. The show was an incredible experience. After, well, that's up to you. I really get that. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't read it wrong? It well, trailed it's just, up. It says after, dot, dot, dot. Well, that's up to you. Enjoy a drink, enjoy the secrets, make a night of it. Oh, you just read it wrong. Because he's saying after you can do things. So after, dot, 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 you can, you know. Okay. That was horrible on your part. I know. I'm sorry. I just, I, I got <laughs> totally thrown off by that. Does that make make you any more interested in Rose Rabbit Lie? Not really. See, I actually thought it did. That's why I selected it. Because I'm like, that's the first thing I've heard. Then I'm like, okay, that's mildly interesting. I mean, I'm really? not. Because you, performers file into the room. That has to be like your worst nightmare to be sitting there trying to eat dinner. And if performers coming in around you. Only if they interact uh, with me. That's well, that's the thing that I, I can't stand. If I they're if they're doing their guarantee stuff, guarantee they will. Yeah, that's the, I'm not I'm not really down yeah. for that. Unless I get I get hammered. I'm pretty much down for everything. It is Vegas though. Let's not forget that. I, I'm Mr. Personality in Vegas, where gee, you bump into me out into the real world, and it's like leave me alone. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, yeah. Well, it's why it's so interesting. Like, like so many people that hate on me in this show, you wouldn't even know me out in the real world if you hadn't seen my pictures because I wouldn't talk to you. I wouldn't look at you. That's very true. And and odds are, you would think just by looking, if I'm walking, you would think, don't talk to this guy because he will tear my head off. That That is basically, now that is a defense mechanism Welcome from childhood. Welcome to my life, folks. That's a defense mechanism from growing up in uh, outside of Cleveland, a bit of a bit of a rough area. I learned young that if you... Um, if you look like you will kill someone, if you if they attempt to speak to you, people leave you alone. <laughs> and all you want is to be left alone. There you go. That's Unless me. you're in Vegas. That's right. I'll chit chat with fucking strangers in Vegas. I know. It's, it's <laughs> I, it takes me. It's taken me so many times there to like shut off my automatic 
Wait, what the hell is he doing? I'm like, no, he's just talking to somebody in Vegas. Any, well, and any place else, if you started talking to a stranger, I would completely freak out. Well, and you would think that it, like, like you use this like it's Vegas, Mark. You know, like going, well, that sounds like some kind of stupid morning uh, oh, no, zoo. Oh, no, there's, there's a like, No, there's a very distinct, a differently person, difference. and it's 100% to do with that city. Yep, yep. All right, well, let's move on to the Twit Pick of the Week. This week's winner comes to us via at HOB Las Vegas, or the House of Blues, with credit given to... Kazmazuri, if you're interested, it's on the blog, uh, which minimal research that I did did not reveal who that is. So. I just wanted to make you know, make you know, <laughs> make I just, you know? <laughs> I want to make you know. I just want to make it clear that I Googled. Actually, I don't even think I Googled. I think I searched Twitter. It wasn't there. I'm like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who this is, so right? I'm not putting him in there. I, I made one search effort. Actually, maybe two, but whatever. But this picture was a beautiful aerial shot of north to mid strip taken from what had to be a helicopter. Now, the photo is so well lit that it looks like it could be a model of the strip. Featured in the foreground is the Mirage and includes everything south, at least in parts, on both sides of the road, starting at Casino Royale to Tropicana and to City Center, including the High Roller. All this set with a large stretch of desert leading to mountains with a blue cloud-filled sky. Now, pictures like this, they kind of support the thought of Vegas as an adult playground and represent it in, like, playset form. <laughs> playset form. Please. Right. I just imagine me as a child. Like, if I could somehow go back in time knowing what I know, and me as a child playing with little figurines in Vegas, like, going, we should go over to Harris. They got a really good burger there. Oh, my God. You just did the Cartman voice talking to his dolls. That's what you just did. <laughs> that was subliminal. I didn't realize. <laughs> you totally did. Wow. I also realized that's that's Thank kind of, you, Mr. Clifford. That's kind of Tempe's voice too now that I realize it. What is Tempe's voice? That's right. It's side side tangent. Karen and I have a little shark that floats in the pool that tells he's us the temperature dolphin. of the floor. He's, he's not a shark. Is he a dolphin? He's a dolphin. Whatever. He's a he's a he's a, a dolphin with sunglasses on or whatever. And Karen for some reason loves Karen likes being poolside. I like being in the pool. Yeah. And I like to constantly encourage her to try and get into the pool. So in a drunken, actually, it's not even drunken. I'll do it any time. It wasn't drunken. I, I, I came up with Tempe. You know, That's his name because he's got a little he's thermometer a temperature gauge, attached yeah, to him. Yeah. Tempe, my little swim buddy. And Tempe and I will have extended conversations as to why we don't understand Karen's not, not in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realize it is the Cartman voice. It is it the very Cartman much voice. Is. It really is. Wow. All right, then. But throw the topography into the mix, and now you have art. I would totally frame this and, and put it in all it, my it's office. It's actually a really pretty picture. Yeah. As always, we will link to it on our blog, put it on our Flickr and Pinterest page, feature it on our Facebook and Google Plus pages, Twitter header, as well as the enhanced version of the podcast. So with the opening part of the show done, let's get into the news. First up, details on MGM's The Park. This week, MGM released more details on their plans for the space between New York, New York, and Monte Carlo, leading up to their new 20,000-seat stadium. First, they have officially committed to referring to the space as The Park. It will have 75 mature trees, because we don't want immature ones in Vegas. Immature. <laughs> Various water features and multiple 50-foot-tall tulip-like structures designed to provide shade during the day and colorfully light up at night. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Multi Multifunctional. Multi there you go. Second, 
Another round of tenants were released. They are, and I'm going to mispronounce a lot of these and I don't really care, Bruxy, which is a gourmet waffle restaurant, Sake Rook, a Japanese restaurant, Beer Garden, a German-style restaurant. That one you pronounced right. Ra right. Robert. It, it's probably not. They're probably like, it's Beer Garden. Yeah, ooh, but I like this next one. Whatever. I don't, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Robert Rondavi? Ro yeah. Oh, shocking that I wouldn't know this. <laughs> and it, what she said, uh, he's got a wine... Ex uh, well, excuse me, it's Robert Mondavi Jr. Wine experience. Yeah. Uh, it's a Napa Valley restaurant, lounge, and wine bar. Dirk's Bentley's Whiskey Row. Oh, Jesus Christ. And Cuba Libre Restaurant and Rum Bar. Now, other venues are planned to be announced at later dates. See, here's... Here's one thing that I, I've been thinking for a while. I like the concepts of the park and Link and Container Park, but the attractions, at least a lot of them, have a lot to be desired. Like, I love the concept. Well, and so they and they, they have a spattering. Like you said, that wine bar thing, that sounds totally cool for you. That, that gourmet waffle thing, that's interesting to well, me. Well, but that's the thing. I think what they've listed here are all restaurants or food places in some way, shape, or form. So it's almost like they're releasing them in chunks. Right. And I think they're being very thoughtful about it because if you've got gourmet waffle, Japanese, German, wine, whiskey, and a rum bar, that's a very diverse offering of food and drink. Yeah. So I think they're they're actually being very deliberate about this and quite honestly it sounds a lot more upscale than what Link is putting out there. I hear what you're saying, but here, quick, name one thing outside of O'Shea's and High Roller. Go. Um, exactly. N not not just one thing that you want to ooh, do, ooh, just the, one thing the, to do. The Polaroid museum or <laughs> something. That's Polaroid the only thing shop. that's stuck in my it's head. It's so awesome that you mentioned that because we have news about that a little bit later oh, in the right show. Then. <laughs> I did not read it. I'm actually show. proud of you. I didn't think... Um, you ought to be able to name anything? I didn't think you'd be able to. <laughs> well, and I even fumbled that. My initial... Initially, what I wanted to say is name something you want to do at Link, which you wouldn't have been able to do. And yeah. then I and then I was going to say, just name something which you, you were able to pull off. I did. I you know what's funny it. is we have plans to eat at two restaurants there that you didn't mention. At Link? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, you're, you're kind of taking care of all well, those Well, of course reasons, I'm so. going to know more about it. But, uh, you know, yes. I, I think the spaces and the concepts are interesting. I'm just... I, I'm I'm concerned about some of the offerings. I, well, restaurants not so much. Fair. Restaurants not so much. At Link, it's everything else. Okay. Everything else at all these. Obviously, the well, park they're not really talking about the other things, but at Link and at Container Park, like a lot of these other things that aren't bars or restaurants, you're like, I, I, why would I want to go there? Well, but a lot of okay, but that's true in Vegas. A lot of the other stuff that isn't a restaurant or bar is or gambling is kitschy. It, it it's not at least it's not something that you and I would want to go do. Well and that well and that's ultimately what I really root for is I'm like, hey, if it's not for me, I just hope it's for somebody yeah. and significantly enough that, you know, they they don't have to close. Right. But but getting back to this story, I do think they're being very thoughtful and deliberate on the food choices that they're putting in. Right. Now MGM Resorts chairman Murin, Jim Murin. Murin. I just put it Murin. <laughs> I don't know what his first name is. It's Jim Murray. Okay. Uh, he said the park will provide an outdoor public space and an urban environment, something that most major cities have but currently not available on the Strip. I'm sorry. The only thing that keeps popping in my head is the whole pocket park. <laughs> we've never been able to he find. He actually, I didn't, I, I didn't mention it in here, but I read a little side piece that city center is far more rigid than he had hoped for. That <laughs> that's an understatement. He was, you know, that he's hoping the park is able to supply that. That they, they, you know, the concept they had was that these buildings would add a lot. You know, the art and the buildings would add a lot of ambiance to it, and didn't realize it was, it was as cold as it was until it was the, you know, stuffy and snobby. Until you actually yeah. see it, and you're like. This isn't friendly at yeah, all. Yeah, it's not welcoming. It's not, no. yeah. Yeah. 
He also went on to say that the Vegas experience has evolved and people don't want to be tied down to one property or experience. So attractions like Caesars Link, which he was very complimentary about. Of course he uh, was. And, you know, the park will encourage this uh, exploratory behavior. All right. And we have another new Vegas TV show. It was announced this week that Yahoo will create two new original shows that will be available via online at Yahoo Screen, the mobile app for Yahoo Screen, Apple TV, and Roku. One of those shows is a comedy called Sin City Saints. It's the story of an internet tycoon who purchases an NBA expansion team in Vegas. The show will focus on the drama involved with owning Vegas' first professional sports team. Season one is planned for eight 30-minute episodes and will be released next year. I'm interested. Yeah, not really. I'm sure it's going to be bad, oh, but I'm interested. Awful, yeah. but, all right. You know what I thought when I first read it? I'm like, how great would it be if, and I know I'm going to forget the name of this, and I know listeners are going to lose their shit. Remember when ESPN did a show about the NFL, and it was hardcore, like dudes, you know, having sex in, like, the, the corridors of the stadium with cheerleaders and fucking drugs and abortions, and it was it was... I think it was Playmakers is what it was called. Okay, uh, it, you guys can't see my face. I have no fucking idea what this you're This was less like a decade ago. Um, but it was huge. It was super popular. And they shut it down after one season because the NFL was like, yeah, shut it down. <laughs> We're about to sue your ass. <laughs> shut it down. Well, not sue your ass. Like going, do you want to air any more NFL? Shut it down. <laughs> like going, <laughs> yeah, yes, commissioner. <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, next up, Snoopadelic Cabaret at Tau. Nice. I wonder if you're going to pull that up. Well, it's Snoopin. I know, right? How hard is it Adelic. to Snoopin anything? Snoopadelic. I can handle that. Possibly the most played out concept currently springing up everywhere in Vegas just got a huge toke on the chronic. Snoop Dogg announced that he has partnered with Town Nightclub at Venetian for a series of special events he is calling the Snoopadelic Cabaret. It's being described as a Roaring Twenties speakeasy shocking that will embrace the theme so much that they will have costumed staffers, ladies, flappers, I think is what they were called, and Snoop will rock a 20-style pimp suit. Probably the coolest thing about it. <laughs> I would, oh, 20-style pimp. Okay. Swinging be badass. <laughs> I, got, I got distracted. I just imagined me in a giant zoot suit. <laughs> it's like, this would be amazing. <laughs> The only reason I'm, why I'm buying you a zoot suit is if we actually go learn how to swing dance. Yeah, yeah. Entry to the event will require a password to gain admission through a secret entrance like a speakeasy would, which will be tweeted out either by Tao or Snoop. Snoop will be the DJ at these events and rap whenever the hell he feels like it, which will more than likely be every, play, every time. Probably. Six events are already planned with no details as to when except to say during the spring, summer, and fall of 2014. Oh, so sometime this year. There you go. Awesome. Six times this year, Karen. That's, well, we're already into spring, so if they're, if they're not happening yet. I know, he's only got, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> we're at least narrowing the time down. Yep. Next we have details on the Delano opening. Delano, the brand taking over the hotel at Mandalay Bay, announced that they are now accepting reservations for stays starting September 1st. A video of the renovated space was released, and of course, you will be able to see that via the blog or the enhanced podcast. Just touch the title, and it'll take you directly to that YouTube video. Now, Vegas Shatter also revealed that Delano will also offer a, quote, sexy intimacy kit to guests. What? What do you hear this? This is so dumb. Oh, my God. It includes... French Kiss Premium Mints for that random sex partner with bad breath. 
How do you get into that conversation? Like, going, I'm gonna get down. Like, you know, you know, oh, make this better. I would make this so much better. You, should, you want them in? This is this will make our French kissing so much better, <laughs> and I'll be able to breathe. <laughs> you oh, get you get ew. two premium condoms <laughs> versus the regular cheap right. ones. See, I don't need anything fancy. Uh, I, saran wrap and a twisty tie. <laughs> the rest of that is all just for shows, Karen. How often are you doing that? Because, really? Uh, well, it's been years, but I'm just saying. I was, I was say. very, I was very functional in our day. You know. Not, not my day. <laughs> so this is what you're doing before. All right, good to know. <laughs> I've been tested. Uh, you get, <laughs> you get liquid ecstasy personal lubricant. Is that uh, like, is that like doped? No. If it's liquid ecstasy, is it? Oh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> no, I don't. So just in case she's not willing. <laughs> slip her a little she or liquid he, She or he. Oh, well, let yeah, us not. True. That's right. I mean, there. it seems like if you, if you, you know, well, if he wasn't really willing, I don't know that rubbing, you know, that you get close enough to I, it, I don't know. We, we, have, uh, we have a buddy of ours who has talked in a, a gentleman into, into bottoming who is not a traditional bottom. So I was, I was pretty impressed. Uh yeah, okay. Is that not where you were going? No. <laughs> no, I, I was thinking more of a straight relationship that it would be very difficult to convince a guy who, you know, wasn't into it to, to actually get the lubricant where you needed it to be in order for it to happen. Because uh, if, yeah. No, no, I was talking about dudes. Yeah, I, I <laughs> realized that. You get a vibrator. Who is the target market for this thing? Because I, I, I would imagine people who get freaky with shit like this. And there's nothing wrong with any of these things. But people who get into stuff like that, I would imagine, have their own vibrators and yeah, lubricant but, and whatnot. But and not would if bring you're, it with them. No, but not if you're on vacation. It's one more thing you got to pack. And then you got to make sure that it's, you know, it doesn't go off when you're going through security. Because that's... <laughs> I mean, hell, that's happened to my toothbrush before, where you go, it's in your luggage, and all of a sudden, the you know, the electric toothbrush starts toothbrush, going. Toothbrush, that's cute. It, it is. So <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, to have one that could be there and delivered to you. I just, this seems exceptionally freaky to just go, oh, you know what, we're... Oh, but you're not done yet. Oh, yeah. You, you also get this stupid ooh-la-la feather tickler. Yeah. It's just, I just think, it's like, I can't imagine, you know, if, if let, let's just say in this hypothetical situation that it was you and I. I can't imagine that we're in Vegas... <laughs> Getting ready to get it on, and we're like going, you know what would make this better? If we had our toys, oh, we didn't bring our toys with us. That sucks. Oh, we could get toys right here. Or we need mints or, or condoms. Do you see what I We never have condoms with us. Yeah, I just, that's. Why do we never have condoms? So it's like I have oh, to right. think that this is random hookups. I have to think that that's what this is. Oh, but but go on to the next little point and read where you can get it from. Oh, that's right. I forgot about this. So this whole package you can get for $30, and it is conveniently located in your room's Mini bar. So it's gonna be ice cold. Oh shit! I didn't think of that. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. The lubricant, the condoms, the vibrator—all cold. Look at that. Nice. Yeah. Not. Um, so, so you have to buy it in advance. So, so and now. Blow on it. Now you have to. No, no, no. You just have to leave it out so it gets to room temperature. So that's the thing. You have to think now you're about planning. this. Exactly. Yeah. You have to think about this in advance and go. I don't really want it now, but I might for later. So it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna find me a freaky club chick, and I'm, I'm gonna intentionally spot one out. Like, on this girl will totally have sex with me. She's not letting me rock a vibrator on her. It's not gonna work. I'm gonna have to pass on this one. I gotta keep looking. I gotta keep looking. I paid thirty dollars <laughs> already, and it's it's at room temperature. But you could take the vibrator home. I'm not wasting this. Well, no. How fucked up would that be? Like if somebody went to Vegas and and, and like you're expecting gifts when somebody comes back like going, sweetie, I, I brought you sweetie, this look what kit. I got for you. Like going. What the fuck did you buy a vibrator in Vegas? <laughs> no, 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 but it's not just the vibrator. It's also the French I don't know, kiss, doesn't that premium mints, but doesn't the condoms, that... the personal lubricant, and 
the ooh-la-la from Doesn't Tiki. that lend to going, I don't like the idea that you were thinking about sex that much when I wasn't around. But you don't have to. All you have to do is explain that it was in the mini bar. It just cost you 30 bucks. Which makes it super hot. And <laughs> there you go. I was thinking of you for for the, the three seconds I was looking for I a drink. I opened the mini bar. I was looking for a drink. Oh, there's her gift. Now I don't have to think about it the rest of the time. I'm or his. <laughs> or his. Or his. He, uh, I, I wasn't aware that. Well, I guess this could be a his and hey, her package. You were the one that thought this was for guys. Only the lube and condoms here. I wasn't thinking of vibrators involved. Although, I, I'm, although not, I'm not judging. If you think about it, not judging. Might make sense. Well, I mean, there's, there's orifices oh here. Oh my God. All right. So that's going to do it for the news. We're going to move on to prop bets. For those of you that are unfamiliar, props to. Props to. Props to. You don't listen to this show at all, do you? Nope. We've been referring to this segment as Prop Stew. Officially Prop Stew because he's the man who has inspired it. Oh, that's actually really clever. I love it. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I still just envision him screaming every time this comes on. But Prop Stew is an extension of the news with just tiny bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, an interesting ride restriction was shared this week regarding Slotzilla. You must weigh between... 60 and 300 pounds and cannot be under the influence of drug, drugs or alcohol. So basically nobody can ride this. <laughs> because well, I not because of the weight. I would, no, that's what I mean. It's the alcohol or drugs because I would, I would venture minimum 88% of people in Vegas are at some level of intoxication, whether it be from alcohol or, or booze. Well, and it might honestly or just Alcohol depend. or booze, alcohol or drugs. Yeah, it might just depend on the level. So if you think about it, when we did the stratosphere jump, you weren't allowed to be under the influence on that either. Yeah, but we went early. If it was late, I promise you we would have been drunk while we were doing it. Well, yeah. Mm -mm. It might have made it easier to step off, but, you know. I, I had no problem. Uh, yeah, I know you did, and I did. <laughs> I really did. Once I was off, I was fine. <laughs> Once I got off, I was fine. It was great. <laughs> it's usually how it works. Like, simmer down, woman. Just get her off so we can ever, we can all just go back to things. <laughs> it's never going to calm down until you get her off. <laughs> That's a true fact. All right. <laughs> In, hey, look at us, too, news. Chayo Mexican Kitchen and Tequila Bar at Link announced that they will no longer be carrying George Clooney's tequila in wake of his drunken Obamacare argument with Steve Wynn saying they support Steve and all the jobs he's created and also dislike the insurance program and all the jobs it will cost people. <laughs> so maybe four people paid attention. But other than the people that, that listen to this. That was still a great story. That was interesting. I know. I, I, just, I, I, thought I, I love funny. that somebody, like, smacked him over the head. Yeah, he's a douche. He is. He's a great actor and obviously a super handsome guy. He's not a great he's actor. A he's a super handsome guy that displays a lot of confidence, but he plays the same character in everything right, that he fair. does. That's fair. That's fair. Levels of the same character. I, I, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. All right. Once again, we have some insider information. Uh -huh. A recent survey asked people if they would be interested in going to a Destiny's Child, Spice Girls, or NSYNC show. Questions were also asked to gauge interest if all the original members were not included, specifically referencing Victoria Beckham. And you have to think that they, that has to be specific to that. I didn't hear anything about NSYNC missing Justin Timberlake or Destiny's Child missing Beyonce well, because how the fuck could you do either of those without those people? No, you could but, do it without Beckham. But you have to, you've got to remember, though, that Destiny's Child has lost 
several members through the years. So you're talking about original members or... Yeah, but it's still... How are you going to do uh, Destiny's Child without Beyonce? Oh, you couldn't. That's what I mean. So they must have just been trying to gate... Like, you have to think they're close well, with Spice she's, Girls. She's come out and, and openly said she will not well, do Well, she another. won't. She's a super celebrity. Uh, it, no, it wasn't even let, that. Because they, they reunited for the London Olympics. And she said afterwards, she's like, it just it felt awful. It was awkward. She hated it. She didn't want to do it. Well, let's be honest. Victoria Beckham is all about being hot and getting attention. Yeah. And that's how she did it at first. Now she doesn't need to because she gets the nail fucking David, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Right. <laughs> After being open just one week at length, the world's first Polaroid museum decreased their admission price from 16 to $5. <laughs> and children under 12 are free. Currently, you can enjoy the exhibit on loan from the Andy Warhol Museum, as well as one of the largest Polaroid cameras. I think that pretty much explains why this will be closed in a year. Yeah. Well, we kind of thought that when they announced it. I know. As soon as they announced it, like, on year. I'll give you a 365. That's all you get. Who wants to go to a... Yeah. I don't get it. All right. So not even six months old, Container Park has already lost five of their original tenants Such in... a bummer. Pork and Beans, The Boozery, Beatnik... I don't know. Good luck. Alois... Sure. Alois? Sure. I think Alois is right. And Blackbird Studios. I obviously don't know what all those are. In my in my imagination... Pork and bean sounds like an eatery. Obviously. Boozery, pretty, pretty obvious. The fact that a bar is gone, that's well, a little Think about it. Jesus Christ, Tim created a Fremont Street bars. He has a whole website dedicated to all the goddamn bars down there. I know, but... I, you have to think the market gets saturated at some point. But you would think if you're something new, the one stopping point that every pl- everybody has to go is a bar. Well, I, th- I don't think that's a bar. I think that was a liquor store. Oh, well, if it's a liquor store, then yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But I, I just, I, I don't know. It's a bummer because I think it's a, I'm excited to go see it. And I, I don't, I'm just concerned. Uh, I think it's a unique idea that hopefully is just going through some growing pains. From one outdoor district to another, Fame, the Asian restaurant coming to Link, announced they will open their doors to said attraction May 23rd. You know, while while I don't care to visit a lot of the things that they're talking about opening, I do feel, and I I know it's delusional, that Vegas is somehow preparing itself for me because all these new things like, oh, look at us, look at us, 360 Vegas, look at us, we gotta get it open, we gotta, he's gotta be here! Get it open! Because, <laughs> like, everything is opening just before we get there. Yeah, that's everything. That's very delusional of you. Although it's cute, it's very delusional. Listen, I, I like it when I say it. I don't like it when you say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Can I? Yeah. Can I go ahead? All right. At Melts Las Vegas, a.k.a. the East Coast Gambler, shared that Venetian Sportsbook is now non-smoking, even for electronic cigarettes. I don't get it. Oh, what? I do. Those the are electronic... so annoying. Well, okay, they're annoying, but so people talking on their goddamn cell phones. Well, no, but I think the issue is there's still all of the... So everything that's bad about cigarette smoke, aside from, the, like, the tar and all that, you still have the nicotine that they're dealing with. Yeah, and... but they're inhaling it. It's vapor that they're exhaling. Removing okay. secondhand smoke. Have you seen these people that are smoking these e-cigarettes? Well, of they are more annoying. No, they're more annoying than actual cigarette smokers because, like, cigarette smokers are aware that they're exhaling, you know, this nauseous smoke in your face. So they will try to like blow it up or do whatever. 
e-cigarette smokers they won't they're just they're sitting there at the table and all of a sudden they're just like and it this vapor goes right at you which is still annoying as hell and it's rude i i, I think it's rude I, i'm not gonna argue with you but if you're gonna fucking make shit like that ban then it's uh, what other annoying things are we gonna ban like that smoke blown in your face while it may be annoying and the guy may be a dick it's not hurting you no that's true yeah. but I, I will say this i do find it interesting that the entire sports book is non-smoking. You can smoke everywhere in Vegas. The fact that the Venetian sports book is now non-smoking. Oh, I promise you it's testing. I promise you it's a baby little testing I know, area. It's, it's really intriguing. And me it's never going to happen. Not in Vegas. I like it, but. It's never going to happen in Vegas. Or Tunica, for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> Mandalay Bay is one of the sponsors that dropped the Clippers in wake of the Donald Sterling issue. They did not reinstitute their relationship with the team after his lifetime ban. No word if they will, if he is forced to sell the team. Monte Carlo's exterior renovations are complete with the opening of Sambaletta. Sambalate. Sambalate. All right. Coffee. And the BLVD Creamery. That'd be Boulevard Creamery. You're awful at this. No, it says BLVD. It's Boulevard Creamery. Then why doesn't it say Boulevard? Because that's the way they do it, Karen. It's called Clever. Not. Right. <laughs> You're going to love this. I know. I've, I've, I've been looking ahead and I've been kind of distracted. Jeff Dunham has been promoting on his UK tour that starting November 14th, he will have a long-term residency. November 14th? Planet, oh, <laughs> November 2014. He will have a long-term residency at Planet Hollywood. No word on exactly how long the residency will be. And as you've seen in Planet Hollywood, residency can be five shows. Or even which theater it will be in. Odds are it's going to be access, though. When you consider this guy's a world fucking headliner. I am so excited. I might actually get to see Jeff Dunham live <laughs> in person. In person? What is that? You're not going to meet him in person. No, we get to see him live and in person. It just seems weird to say in person because it's like, oh, we met him in person. It was awesome. Like, we saw him in person. It was totally him. Okay. I saw him live and I was there in person. Live and in person. Wait, is that what it means? I don't know. No. <laughs> it just sounded good. I bought it. I totally bought it. <laughs> <laughs> and last up, Stage Deli has returned to MGM Grand and Cadillac Mexican Cantina at the Golden Nugget has now opened. Hooray. All right. That's it for prop bets. Let's move into playing Vegas. Vegas is the portion of the show where we share with you touring acts and artists performing next week in Vegas. First up on Monday, the Dan Band is at the House of Blues at Mandalay. Shows start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $35. Friday and Saturday, Kevin James and Ray Romano are at the Mirage. Show starts at 10 p.m. Tickets start at $162. And on Sunday, Rita Rutner is at the Venetian. Shows start at 8.30 p.m. Tickets are $88. Bucks. Can I ask, is that like playing because doesn't she have a residency there she does but it's like the most infrequent residency ever like there are people who regularly go to flaming or to to mirage to do that that aces of comedy or whatever yeah who do more shows in a year than she does? than she does and she's technically a resident all right i know it's weird all right well let's move on to vegas deals
Vegas Deals is the portion of the show where we try to save you money on your next trip to Vegas. Cosmopolitan has a 20% off room deal for selected dates from July 1st through September 30th. Deal does require a minimum three-night stay, and you must book by June 30th. 20% off will get you a room at Cosmopolitan for as little as 120 per night. That's wicked. <laughs> I know. Vegas Direct Deals shared a 20% room off at the D for select dates now through June 5th. 20% off of a room at room the off? D will get you... Room off? 17 to... Yeah, you get the room off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very special deal. Shared a 20% room off. It was like $17 a night. Now, of course, there's a resort fee. It's like 10 or 15 bucks, but... <laughs> there you go. Sounds good. Right. El Cortez has some May deals. Those winning, quote, qualifying jackpots over $200 or more will also win a gift card of your choice to either Walgreens, Walmart, Chevron, Shell, Smith's, El Cortez, or Zappos. Now, you might wonder, what is a qualifying jackpot? <laughs> what is a qualifying jackpot, Karen? I'm, I'm glad you wondered. I will tell you. $200 or more won on a slot machine, video poker with a $0.05 or lower denomination, or live Kino and $300 plus on a video poker machine of $0.10 or higher denomination. They are so reasonable there. Like, you can't even mock them. Because it's like they do make good food there. They do have good food there. They do have good limits. And they have good deals. Have we eaten there? I've never heard anything bad about their food. Okay, but you're right. We have not. We have not had firsthand experience. I'm a liar. I'm not saying I'm that. Dirty, I'm just saying you're you're, you're speaking based on other people's assertions, not your own experience, which is something you've always prided yourself on. So I take whatever Five Hundy says by as law. Not even Five Hundy. <laughs> it's Anita. Anita. Five Hundy's a he's a liar. You don't know what that guy's saying. But oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Anita always tells the truth. Yeah, she can't uh, help herself. On Cinco de Mayo, all casino bars will offer $3 Patron Silver Margaritas mm, with complimentary chips and salsa from noon to midnight. We'll be there. And, oh, well. <laughs> no, we won't. Not on Cinco de Mayo. That's May oh, 5th. Not Cinco. Oh, I was thinking May. Yeah. Well, it's in May, but right. it's May 5th. <laughs> That's like in This is how little I pay days, attention to the days? world yeah. around me. <laughs> and finally, vintage tribute artist Peter Pavone. Sure. Pevon. We'll be in the Parlor Bar and Lounge at El Cortez on Wednesday from 8 p.m. to midnight and on Thursday from 6 to 10 p.m. It is a free attraction during the month of May, and Peter is best known for his Sinatra and Cash renditions. Pink Taco at Hard Rock is now offering an all-you-can-eat brunch on Sunday. It's $25 and available from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. For an extra $10, you can add bottomless mimosas or donkey punch. Oh, I hate that name. <laughs> there were two reasons why I even put that in the show. Is just because anytime you do like all you can eat brunch, brunch is amazing. I think it's possibly the best meal mm -hmm. ever. And uh, the word donkey punch was in it. <laughs> or the phrase donkey punch. I don't uh, think it's one word. All right. So that's it for Vegas deals. Let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions is part of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First up, Plastic Cup Boys are performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay on Saturday, June 21st. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at 34 bucks. Kid Rock is coming to the Boulevard Pool at Cosmopolitan for two shows, Friday and Saturday, June 6th and 7th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $95. 
Van Halen, which is obviously I a Van. Uh, I would so go to a to a Van Halen tribute. You kind of stomped over me saying that it was a Van Halen. I tribute. got excited. <laughs> like as he said, Van Halen tribute band is performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay on Thursday, June nineteenth. Shows start at eight p.m. Tickets start at thirteen bucks. Well, especially for thirteen bucks. Well, yeah, that's always great. Leanne, I don't understand. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I don't understand how Vegas isn't just swarmed, overwhelmed with a shit ton of tribute acts because I would get, like, if you're telling me tribute acts of, like, I would go see, uh, I'm just thinking of the most random tribute acts, like Ario Speedwagon or, or the, the fucking, um, I keep trying to not think of popular ones, but like quasi-popular ones, you know, that would go... Like the 80s bands? Yeah, something like that. Like, I would go sit something like that, whereas, like, normally a lounge band is where you're waiting for somebody. Like, on, we'll, we'll be in the lounge. We'll, wait, we'll just wait for you in the lounge. Mm. I would go. I'd pay tickets. I'd pay tickets? I'd pay money for tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Leanne Rhymes will be at the Orleans Saturday and Sunday, May 10th and 11th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $50. Jordan Knight and Nick Carter are performing at the House of Blues in Mandalay Bay on Thursday, November 13th. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. Tickets start at 50 bucks. Guess what they're calling the tour. Guess. Knight and Nick? Nick and Knight. Oh, Jesus. Get it? Yeah. Uh, what the fuck is up with these guys? I mean, these are just people so, who... Well, no, so apparently they're actually now getting ready to do a, an album together. What? I, yeah, I'm weird. This week. You've got to be kidding Someplace me. I saw them, no, they're, they're talking about they were just going to do a tour, and then they started talking with each other and decided, no, actually, well, let's, we should do an album and then do a tour. And, and so I think this is like an early, actually, if it's November, it's probably he, after the album comes out. I know Jordan Knight had an album that was mildly popular. On his um, own, yeah. yeah. I don't think and, Nick ever has. Well, no, he's had an album. I thought it was an absolute... Ab- Abortion. I thought he had a huge, just a catastrophe of, like, so much that it was like, he left Backstreet going, I'm going to do my own thing, put that album out, and it was a, a disaster. Like, guys, we should get back together. Can I get back We should get back together. Well, so so these two guys, from what I understand, met when uh, it was this whole NKOTB Yeah, that whole big BS yeah, I remember. Tour? Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. And, and I just saw something where they actually are working on an album together that should be out before this concert date. He's just such a... Like, Nick Carter to me. Is oh, just, he is just the whyniest little of piece of shit. Well, no, but but he just got married. So maybe, maybe now he's, he's settling down and growing he's all, up. He's all grown up? He might be. I mean, Jordan's got like four kids, so... Jesus Christ. I don't know if it's four. He's got at least three, I think. I think he's got... <laughs> I remember. I can't remember where I saw it. I, well, no, it was on the soup. When they were talking about... I remember when, when New Kids on the Block first came back... And on the soup, they were mocking that they were on, I think it was on The View or something. And they're asking them all where they came, or what they've been doing ever since, you know, the, the band broke up and then they got <laughs> back together. And one after another, all of them said a kids. variation on making babies. They didn't say we had kids, making babies. Like going, fucking really? <laughs> this is Apparently. what we do. <laughs> and lastly, One Republic is performing at Mandalay Bay Saturday, May 17th. Show starts at 830 Tickets start at $42. You like One Republic? I love One Republic. I don't pay attention. I love One Republic. I have, like, I've downloaded, like, shitload of their songs. I don't listen to everything you download. I don't, I'm not your your parent. I don't screen the things that you download. I know, but I love One Republic. <laughs> all right. So, anyway, don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. All right. Time to check the river.
Welcome to the Vegas Oasis, a segment where we talk about Las Vegas from the point of view of people who treat Sin City like their own weekend oasis. I'm Chris. And I'm Tony. And this is Vegas 360 for people who visit the city for weekends at a time on many Fridays through Sundays every single year. Now, in an earlier segment, we discussed guide weekends in Vegas, and an essential part of a good guide weekend includes grabbing a great steak dinner. If you're a person who only makes it out to Las Vegas once every year or two, you're staying on this trip and eating at any of the completely overpriced steak they might give you. Locals know, and Vegas Oasis followers know, the best steaks are located off strip. Now, first of all, it's not like there are bad steaks. I mean, there are bad steaks on this trip, but there are good steaks. Yeah, like STK, great steak. Yeah. But at the same time, I went to Gallagher's Steakhouse at the New York, New York recently, Mm -hmm. and that steak was overpriced and kind of... uh, yeah, you got like a medium rare steak and it came out medium well. Yeah, kind of. yeah, a little bit of that and a little bit of just tasteless and a little bit of overpriceness. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you people know that live there, they don't really run to the Vegas Strip steakhouses. Yeah. Vegas is a great steak town. It you is. Know, there are there are a lot of hotels, obviously. You know, there's a lot of access to beef in general in, in Las Vegas, and there is obviously the tourist culture that is Las Vegas in and of itself. But, but. Above that, there are some really great restaurants that, that are all over the place and not necessarily on the Strip. And I think that's where we're going to be focusing a lot of time uh, today is, really, where is the best steak to eat at Las Vegas? Now, right. I wanted to just say something here. The very first time I, I think I ever got taken to a place and said, Tony, this steak is going to blow your mind. Chris took me to this amazing, amazing uh, restaurant that was very far away from the Vegas Strip in Las Vegas called Austin's Steakhouse. Yeah, it's located in the Texas Station Casino. Texas Station in North Las Vegas. I, I mean, you got to go 15, and then what is yeah. that? It is a 25-minute drive right. from the Strip to Austin's Steakhouse. But we had looked up, we'd seen that they had an award-winning ribeye, and apparently this ribeye had won the award every year in the mid mid last century. I mean, 2005 through yep. like 2009, it was winning. Yeah, the award for best steak in Las Vegas. Right. The very first time I went to Austin's Steakhouse, actually Chris took me to Austin's Steakhouse. That was probably in December of 2007. That's about right. Yeah. And, you know, it was an award-winning steak. It, it That's the reason I went originally probably a couple months before. How did you first hear about Austin's? I want to say I heard it from one of two sources. One, the internet. <laughs> two, there was a book called The Little Black Book for Guys for Las Vegas that was printed around that time. And I believe they mentioned it there. And they, you know what? It must have been that book in connection with the internet. I was like, oh, I'll try this place out. And then when you drive there, we got to set this up. Yeah. You drive, you get very far away from the strip. Yeah. You go to the end of the 15 and you bear like, instead of going towards downtown, you go you the head opposite to, direction. You head west, basically. You head, yeah, you come to a fork, you get on the, I forget what highway it is, but. And let me put it this way, you pull in the Texas station, you walk in, and you're wondering, what the fuck did I get in? <laughs> it's true. It's there are a, a lot of dark sad casino, yeah. A lot of sad people in there. Yeah. And then you make your way through it, and you know, you're looking for Austin's, looking for Austin's, you finally see it. And then Austin's is kind of like this extremely classy 
classy place. It, it really is. So there's like a it's next door to an oyster bar. There's a there's a bar seating area up front, and then there's a very tiny little sort of a, a doorway that you look through, and you can see the the back end of the restaurant. And you know, um, the the hostess, uh, the beautiful hostess, will then seat you and uh, uh, put you down at the tables. And it's a very yeah, very very well decorated. Uh, has a number of booths as well as just you know standing tables uh, out there as well. And uh, you know, I I would call it modern decor. I would yeah. say at the Austin Steakhouse. And what I would say is, you know, I know Chris. When you first went there, you were convinced it was the best steak you ever was, had. I swore that it was the best steak I ever had to the point where I took everyone that I went to with Las Vegas there. There every Friday night we would go there. When you're when you live in SoCal, you drive out on Friday. Mm-hmm. We get there Friday night, and our ritual became we are going to the Austin Steakhouse Friday night. Yep. And this kind of ritual went from like 2007 through 2011 or 12. Yeah. Really. Like I mean, I still only, go. I still like I would, to go. I would love to go. Yeah. Let's go next time. I Definitely. have no fucking problem yeah. going next Absolutely. Time. Absolutely. But, you know, it, it is not the best steak in the world. There is a better steak in Las Vegas, which we'll get to later. But I just want to make a quick note. Mm-hmm. The first time I went to Las Vegas with my girlfriend, we had a deal. The deal was this. I'm going to pay for everything except the steak dinner. And you're going to pay for that. And you know you've got a keeper when she says, yes, I will pay for the steak dinner. <laughs> and I said, great. I'm going to pull that trick next time I take Angela to Las Vegas. And I said, why don't we go to a place where she's really into kind of like retro things mm-hmm. and the older fashioned things. Why don't we go to the Golden Steer? Golden Steer is on Sahara Boulevard, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, not too far west of the Las Vegas Strip. And it's one of those places that really runs on, you know, people who used to go there back in the 50s and 60s. There's it's like place, Frank Sinatra-esque kind of Frank Sinatra, thing? the Rat Pack used to go there. Elvis used to go there. Joe gotcha. DiMaggio used to go there. They, of course, got okay, the black okay. and white pictures to prove it. Here's my question. Did Harry Belafonte ever go to I, Golden Steer? I don't know, but I would... Probably not, because Vegas was a segregated town. But that's an entirely <laughs> different thing. Anyway, continue. You go to the Golden Steer, and you do feel like you're going back in time a little bit. When I was there, I believe Jeff Gordon or someone was actually in the steakhouse at the same time and he was located in like a private room, but I saw him walk through the whole thing. But at the same time, it's like, I got a filet mignon and I want to say I was completely unimpressed by it. Mm-hmm. I gotta be honest. I think filet mignon. I, I mean, I've, I've had some great filets. I think filet mignon is is, is kind of like a caca cut of, of beef. It's delicious. Don't get me wrong. Very expensive. But, I agree. But but uh, you know, ribeye. Ribeye is is. is I, I agree with you. A ribeye, a T-bone. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is what you gotta get in a steakhouse. This is a different conversation. I do agree with you. Filet mignon is like one of those steaks that sounds really good. It's a wedding dish. You have filet <laughs> at a wedding. You know, it's all like some brides are like, I would like to have the bass, and I would also like to have the filet and that because it, it sounds funny it, it sounds cool you know wrap it in bacon everything's delicious with bacon but you know it, it, I, I mean it, it's actually a fairly lean cut of, of yeah. beef and I find that the fattier the cut of the beef the actually the more flavorful it is which is why I personally gravitate more towards the delicious ribeye and and also the the T-bone or the porterhouse uh, which is uh, obviously it's on the bone and has both here's the thing about the, the, the T-bone the T-bone is both the filet and the New York all in one cut right. so you you have that kind of a, have like that best of both worlds, the marbling of the New York as well as like the, the lean of the filet. So yeah, you know, if you're gonna go to a steakhouse, don't settle for the filet. It'll be more expensive, won't be as flavorful. Get at least the T-bone. And if you're a true blue steak eater, get the fucking ribeye. But the thing with the Golden Steer is it actually is probably gonna cost you a penny or two more than Austin's. 
It's not as good steak. If you want to take a little bit of a time warp, you want to feel like you're sitting in the same booths mm-hmm. as you know. And you it's know. close to this trip. It's on Sahara, right? So, right, right? so if you don't have a car, if you're looking for a taxi fare to like a classic sort of Vegas hangout space, it sounds like the Golden Steer is the place for you. But uh, the, the last time I went to Las Vegas, um, a friend of mine took me to a really amazing place, uh, also closer to the strip, but it was a place called Del Frisco. Yes. So, Chris, I, I believe you actually were the one who, who first told us about Del Frisco's. I tell did. Us, tell us about Del Frisco's. In a search for a better steak outside of Austin's, I think after a while, you know, Austin's became regularly amazing. It was almost like we had to find the new thing. Well, we, we played it out. I mean, every single time we went to Las Vegas, for like the 10 or 12 times we went to Las Vegas in between 2007 and 2011, Friday night, standard, ribeye steak, Austin Steakhouse. And then I one time I said, let's go to Del Frisco's, and holy Shit. Is it amazing? <laughs> yeah. I will say, so Del Frisco's, so unlike Austin Steakhouse, Del Frisco's is located in its own standalone building. It, yes. is, it, is, it, is, a, it is a traditional fine dining establishment. Again, located on Paradise Road, just a little, like within walking distance from the Hard Rock, actually, which I happen to be. know. It, it is. Be, yeah. It is for yep. a fact. But uh, it is, like I said, a, a fine dining establishment. Uh, beautiful, um, beautiful, beautiful uh, hostesses will, will greet you at the door. It opens up there's a there's a, a bar that's right in the center of the restaurant which mm-hmm. is which is very elegant uh, very, like wood dark colors kind of low light there's also something there that I really never got a chance to enjoy but wanted to which is the cigar bar oh have you had a cigar I there did not have a cigar there there is a cigar lounge there that I think the next time we go we're gonna have to actually sit down and, and have a cigar uh, in, in Del Frisco's but it is what you would expect a Vegas steakhouse to be it is classic it is you know I mean just I mean that's what I would say Classic and elegant, Chris. Yeah, I got. I know I got the prime ribeye there before. Mm-hmm. I got the bone-in ribeye yep. there before. I've got the prime porterhouse there. Every steak was more mind-blowing than the next, which is a little bit the thing when you're talking about Del Frisco's versus Austin's. Mm-hmm. Austin's, you gotta get the ribeye. Yeah. there's no way around yeah. it. At, at Del Frisco's, you can kind of move your thi- move yeah. your desire around a little bit and not be disappointed. Something else I want to say, too, in terms of, you know, in my mind, Austin's versus Del Frisco's. Uh, in 2000, and somewhere between 2011 and 2012, uh, Austin's uh, changed their menu. Bit. Yeah. They did. They, they, you know, their prices came down. They added, like, a complimentary salad to their meals. Um, the bread that used to come very readily and often uh, didn't, doesn't come as often any, uh, anymore. And the prices went down. Now, that, that being said, the steak stayed, the, the ribeye steak stayed the same. Right. Like, actually, I think it went down by 2 or $3. It did. It did. You know, but at the same time, um, you know, overall it became a little bit more affordable. I think like locals, family restaurant, but still definitely worthwhile. Whereas Del Frisco is, you're, you're going to be paying like forty, fifty dollars absolutely for, for, for a ribeye. Absolutely, but it is well worth it. And by the way, if you're in Del Frisco's, ask to see the James Bond wine collection. I haven't heard about which this. is all the James Bond movies. I believe from the first one all the way up until Pierce Bronson showed up. Oh wow. There's a wine bottle with a different kind of design on the front. The uh, James Bond, 007. Like. And I'll be sure to post it on the blog that, <laughs> that we'll put in with the thing. Uh, I have pictures of it. But, uh-huh. um, it's really, really cool. And Tony, not to get you too excited, Tony and I are sitting in Santa Monica, California right now. <laughs> They've opened Adele Frisco's in Santa Monica. Have they really? Wow. Well, i got to go check that out. Yeah. I'm sure the menu will be the same. That's What a wonderful Vegas transplant. Usually they come from L.A. to Las Vegas, not the other way around. So that's, yeah. that's very exciting. 
Is there anything, any other stakes you want to bring up here? Well, so I have lived in Las Vegas for a couple of portions of my life, and I do love the city very, very much. First of all, um, right by UNLV, okay. uh, right there on Maryland Parkway in Tropicana, there is a hole-in-the-wall bar, and it is uh, it is a UNLV bar. It's open 24 hours, Vegas is a 24-hour drinking town, and it is a place called The Stakeout. The Stakeout, like the S-T-A-K-E? S-T-A-K-E, Stakeout, as in like the Emilio Estevez movie, Stakeout. Um, <laughs> but there are two variations on the steak, the S-T-E-K steak uh, that they have at the Stakeout that I have to actually actually absolutely point out. Um, this is for... Well, hold on. What kind of place is the Stakeout? It's more like Austin's, more like Del Frisco's. Oh, goodness. More like a little bit below that. It is... It is... Like as far as decor. It is a sports bar. Is it, no it, is, it is a Buffalo Bills sports bar, okay? And again, the reason why I bring up the stakeout is because, you know, when you live in Las Vegas, you're not gambling like that every single day. Right. You're living on an income, you know, you're, you're not going crazy. But there are still some great places to go like the stakeout. And so the stakeout has a sirloin steak dinner 24-7 that comes out with a good thing of steak fries and a thing of potato salad and, and this really awesome, well-cooked sirloin steak for $9.99. Really good portion you can always get, okay? And I just got to say, if you pull into Vegas at 3 in the morning, driving for some reason like I might, you know, leaving Los Angeles at 10 p.m., pulling into Las Vegas early in the morning, it is a great place to go because you can get a belly full of steak. And uh, it's, it's a high quality, very well cooked, a lot of care went into it, and uh, it, it is absolutely delicious. And also the jukebox there is, is really, really good. So you can enjoy a tune, have a cheap beer, enjoy a cheap steak at the Steakout. Cool. So... Again, we've pointed out five places, yeah. and we're not suggesting that if you don't go to one of these five places, you're, you're not going crazy. Be- let, let this be the podcast where we say you should go to Del Frisco's mm-hmm. or Austin's Steakhouse. Yeah. Um, and we're not saying there's not a better steak in Las Vegas. There very well could be for all we I know. I mean, as Tony said, there is some great steak in Las mm-hmm. Vegas, and we also don't want to make you feel bad about going to get steak on this trip. Yeah. All we're saying is... In our experience, there's definitely better steak to be had off strip. Without a doubt. Go to Del Frisco's once in your life. Yeah. Uh, if you are adventurous, go to Austin Steakhouse. It is definitely worth that 15-mile journey from the strip right. to Austin's. It is the, the peppercorn sauce on the ribeye steak is great, and the oysters are great there, too. i gotta got to plug those oysters. And if ever you find yourself down on your luck, having lost, a lo- having lost your shirt one day on the strip, a great place to end up and, and you know go where people are going to be sympathetic and give you a good meal. It's the Steakout, Maryland Parkway, right by UNLV. So, for this Vegas oasis, I'm Chris. And I'm Tony. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. It's a great segment, but honestly, is there anything that would get you off strip? I mean, maybe slightly off strip. You know what? There there are too many good See, good that's what I mean. Like, they're like, there. oh, you can have the best steak you've ever had in your life. Like... Nah, I don't really want to drive 10 minutes off the strip. I'm a, sorry, better than what I had it cut? Well, according to these gentlemen, it doesn't get any better than that, and it's remarkably cheaper. I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. We're, we're lazy that way. We'll pay extra to just kind of... We really are. And, and that, is, that is probably the number one most frivolous thing that we do is throw money at convenience. Like, just leave me alone. Here, $50. Can I, can leave, I have just, this now? Just leave me I just alone. Want it now. That's all mm. I want is to be left alone. No. How much do I have to tip you to stop talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> the stop talking, yeah, when you have the, the chatterbox waiters, that's that's 
very annoying. It's like I love your drinks and I'm and I'm having a great time playing this video poker. I just you I need you to shut up. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna need you <laughs> to engage. You somebody would never else. say that. You would just get up and walk away. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> well, you know what? That that's the uh, that's that's the capitalist in me of going. You're just pissing me off. Fuck you. Yeah. It'd be the greatest drink I've ever had in my entire life. Going, Fuck you. Don't care. Leave in. You won't shut the hell up. That's right. I have to. I, this is this is where I stand. This is this is the hill that I will fucking die on. Well, and I will say this. I I mean, steak is like if, if you ask me what what's my last meal, it's going to be a really good steak. And now it's just oh yeah. I I can't think of any one other thing. I mean so. You know, a filet Oscar, or it's going to be some form of steak with, you know, asparagus and baked potato. What about and all these the guys claim that, that the filet is not the best cut? That you need to be brave enough to get out there and get the ribeye and get the the T-bone. Well, no, and and I think you'll agree with this because one of your favorite cuts of steak that you've ever had is the New York strip. Well, now that I've learned that that's yeah. basically what I like, and uh, then I just found out STK makes the filet like a strip. Yeah, and and I I agree. A ribeye has. It's very tender and has it does have a lot of flavor. The T-bone, I've never been a huge fan of. Um, I may be misremembering that from moments ago. <laughs> well, no, but, but anything, anytime you you have a bone-in steak, yeah, it well, adds yeah, more yeah, flavor that's what the guys are saying. So yeah. yeah. So I, I get that. You also if, know me though. If and no bullshit, I have a textual issue a with food. there is a tiny little bit of fat but that he not, bites it's into, it's not even that. Yeah, it's biting into that. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you said it. It's a literally. Uh, uh, nope, we're done. Yeah, uh, I don't want any much. more of this at like the not just what I just chewed on. The rest of this, take it away. I don't want Which anymore. Which is why the fillet is good for you. It's, a, well, it's safe. It's That's safe why you can never try a ribeye because well, you I've will even bite into better it. because you know every once in a while you get something kind of weird in a in a fillet or or. or you know, not you, in a fillet, you should. Maybe a bit of gristle in something. Maybe it's not a fillet. I'm maybe thinking of something else. Fillet. There's been things where I've eaten and I'm like, crunch, like, eh. let's let's move on bravely. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, you're like, okay, okay. Although I have heard that something, okay. something that I need to try is a bone-in fillet, which I've never had, and I've heard it's just absolutely amazing. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna keep an eye out for that. Although I'm up for more of the wagyu fillet, which was so good. All right. Anyway. And that's going to do it for episode 132. Thank you all so much for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. If you'd like to send some feedback, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Mark is all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, etc. You can find links to those on the blog as well. And don't forget, you can support the show when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the Amazon banner, and then go on about your purchase. All right. I think that's going to do it for this week. Anything else from you? No, that's all I got. We'll see you next. Oh, wait a minute. No. Brian's in Chicago. That's not why he's on the show. I always mean to start the show up and explain why I have a new host, and I never remember to do it. We're not a new host. We're sub-hosts. That's all that's, we that's true, but you're not the regular host, and I just never think of it. So, you know, for those of you who have hung around for the very end of the show, Brian's in... in he's in Chicago. He's in Chicago enjoy, yeah, enjoying a, a visit with the family. So we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>